Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Uh, let's go inside here. Touchdown Club brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Nathan Brown. Wow. Awesome to be here. Um, first thing I want to do is, is, is just uh, re-echo um, what Baz said uh, about the opportunity uh, that this club offers. Um, and Rex obviously going through, uh, you know, highlighting and representing all the great football that's played in the state, not just high school-wise, um, which I, I actually had a conversation with Justin and Wes earlier highlighting how good the coaching is in this state for high school football. I mean, if you, if you look from top – 7A all the way down to 2A, you talk about some really, really quality football, quality coaching, um, all those aspects. But then on top of that, the most unique thing this state has is football at all levels. And so that, what does that allow? That allows young men to have an opportunity to play football if they want to play football. And, and what, what, what a great representation this club is for that. Uh, each and every week during the fall, um, you know, through – Good times and bad times for some programs, and uh, you, you know this is a consistent piece to that. And so that's that, that's that's unbelievable. That being said, Dave, I'd love to give y'all a hand too for the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Oh, Seriously, Rex, appreciate y'all. Uh, David mentioned my family uh, that's here. Um, obviously, my parents uh, raised their hand. My father-in-law, Glenn McNatt's here. But these three standing right, sitting right up here in the front, which are a little close today, it's kind of making me nervous, uh, is, is my why. You know, we talk about in our program, what's your why? Like football um, is, a, is a sport, and that's what it is, is a sport. It's, uh, it's entertainment. Um, it's obviously my livelihood, but for most people, it's a sport. It's a activity. It's something to give them means to an education at our level, right? Um, but my why to being able to focus on student athletes is sitting right in front of me uh, with Riley, Luke, and Jessica, um, and just representing them on a daily basis. And what that entails for them is re a really neat childhood. And so when I say a neat childhood, those two kids basically think they own Estes Stadium. Uh, they think that they run the show there. And that's great because I've got coaches with young, young children. I've got coaches with grown children, all parts in between. We go to put Luke down to bed the other night. Luke's up, upstairs at our house. It's time for bed. It's school night, right? It's not like today where they get to skip school and go listen to Dad. They had to go to school. Well, Jessica goes up to put Luke down to bed. He goes, give me five more minutes on, on the PlayStation. And so you're sitting there thinking, why, what are you doing on the PlayStation? Like, I, I can't stand that in general, but okay, why? He's playing on his headset with All-American defensive end David Walker. They're in a battle on this game, and he is literally playing with four of my student athletes on the game. And so I'm sitting there thinking, man, like, how cool is that for this nine-year-old to be playing with maybe a future NFL player uh, in Division I college athletes. And then, and then you, 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 you turn the page to Riley and what a sensitive heart she has as an 11-year-old. Some of her most emotional days that she has are on UCA football wins. That girl loves to watch those Bears win. She also hates to see her favorite players leave. You know, I've, saw, I've seen her in tears over the last couple of years because she falls in love with these student athletes and 
man, uh, th- this young man, he's moving on, right? He's graduating. He's got to go start his life. And she'll be in tears because she just loves these boys. And so uh, what, what, what a cool childhood they have. But that's my why. That's why I get to do this. That's, that's such a neat opportunity for me uh, to, to be their dad, uh, to be the husband, but also, also steward uh, a program uh, that means so much to me, but also means so much to 120 to 130 student athletes each and every year. Um, what a great opportunity that is. One of my goals when I get, to get the opportunity to speak at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is two things. I get a chance to promote and be an ambassador for coaches, because that's what I am, and I get to promote and be an ambassador for the University of Arkansas. Um, and that's two things that I do not take lightly. Um, obviously, the coaching world, that's my livelihood. That's what I do on a daily basis. Um, my job is to win football games, but it's also to help young men win in life. Uh, it's also to help young coaches, assistant coaches, win in life. Um, along the way, hopefully we win some football games, win some more rings, and win some championships. But it would not be possible without the people that represent the University of Central Arkansas. Um, it's a special place. And you guys that, that don't know about it, or maybe you just have driven through Conway and know it's one of the fastest growing communities in the, in the state of Arkansas, much less the nation, uh, you look at, you, you may drive by campus and go, man, that's a beautiful campus. But if you truly dig the guts of that, that campus up, you dig the guts of, of our program up, you're going to find that it's the people that make it succeed. Uh, starts with President Houston Davis, uh, starts with uh, Athletic Director Dr. Brad Teague, and then it, and then it trickles down uh, to our programs and our university in general. And that's what, that's what equals success. So I was sitting there thinking, you know, I've, I've been there since 2004. Um, this was a stat that came up this weekend in college football. Coach Mike Gundy was a part of his 400th game at Oklahoma State. So that means a little more to me this year because obviously we competed against Oklahoma State game one. Love to have that game back. Should have beat them. They're a great football team, but, man, I'd love to have another shot at them. But he's figured it out since that game. You know, after that game, you're thinking, man, it's going to be a down year for Oklahoma State. Well, now all of a sudden they're a top 25 team. Coach Gundy's doing what he always does. But anyways, he coached his 400th game. Uh, not, not coached. He was a part of his 400th game as a, as a, as a player as a student, uh, as, a, as a coach, as assistant coach, and as a head coach. 400 games. So I, I did some intel on my career at UCA. Uh, had some people look up, how many games have I been a part of over the course of the last 18, 19 years at UCA? And we came up with, now I'm 37 years old, I'm not quite 60, Dave, right. but 218 games. 218 games that I've been a part of, coached, played, Many, many good times, many, many frustrating times, many bad times, but wouldn't take any of those 218 games back. I look forward to many, 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 many more. Um, one of my favorite quotes um, that, that, I, that I, I look at, and I look at a lot of quotes because, look, when you've when you've, uh, you, were, you were just mentioning, how do you come up with something to talk about year six? And, you know, it's not a question and answer session. Well, I, it quotes motivational talks. You know, you watch a lot of things to help motivate your team. One of my favorite quotes is, pressure is a privilege. I mean, that means things are expected of you. Pressure is a privilege. That means things are expected of you. That's a special place to be, in my opinion. I look back to 2009. Let's rewind the tape real fast. 2009, some of you probably have heard this story. I've told it a time or two. In 2009, I was, I was invited to the 2009 Senior Bowl. 
um, going off of my career at UCA. Um, had the opportunity to be what was quote unquote represented one of the top six senior quarterbacks in the nation at that at that moment for that year. Um, so in the senior bowl, a lot of people don't realize like you, the, 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 the thing that gets a lot of the buzz and the press for, you know, 40 times, you know, meeting times, you know, all these things is the combine. Um, but the same similar stuff happens at the senior bowl. So I was thinking about, man, what, what does pressure really look like? Well, pressure, there's a lot of different forms of pressure. Um, I look back to 2009 having a night meeting in the hotel. And so the way NFL franchises will do is they'll rent out a hotel room where the players stay at the Senior Bowl. And they'll take out all the beds. You know, they'll, they'll, a lot of times, like, like John Gruden put a desk, and he had a little lamp on, and he was the only one in there. So when you went in there, you're just walking in intimidated as can be. Some people have their, their, their whole personnel staff in there. Some people will put their logos up, all sorts of things. Well, we walked in, or I walked in, uh, to, my, uh, to my individual meeting with the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett was the offensive coordinator at that time. Wade Phillips was the head coach. Jason Garrett had a whiteboard up on the, uh, sit, sitting in the room, and it was literally a couch and a whiteboard. No one else was in there but Coach Garrett. And uh, Coach Garrett's an offensive guru. I mean, he's obviously became a head coach, had a successful career at Dallas, uh, and I guess now he's, he's with NBC uh, as a commentator. Um, and he walks in, and you get 20 minutes. That's all you get. You get 20 minutes to spend with each, each meeting. Uh, and you're all, it's an invitation only. So I, I think I had eight or nine meetings with franchises that, that week. Um, not every team wants to meet with you because they're limited to the amount of meetings they can have. Well, Jason, Coach Garrett draws a, a, a graph, basically, basically splits the whiteboard into four sections. And he takes about three minutes and draws up four different plays. And he says, this is how I attack this play. This is this coverage. This is what I want on this play. Explains basically all four corners of the whiteboard. So I'm sitting there, you know, I'm sitting there taking notes as fast as you can, right? It's like, man, I got I to gotta try to learn this in three minutes. And then he just literally wipes the board clean. And he said, I want you to re-explain to me box two and how you would attack cover two. That's pressure. <laughs> but it's also a privilege that I had that opportunity. And you want to know what? I think I passed with flying colors. I had good notes. I went up there and I did the best I could. But what a great opportunity uh, to, to, to see how someone's going to react in a tough spot. Um, that's what Saturdays are. That's what football is. That's what, when you've got people that have a thousand different opinions, when you've got people that think they know best the way to do things, that's fine. That's their, that's, that's their job. That's what they do. That's their fan. That's, that's our entertainment. But pressure is a privilege when you get that opportunity. And I know I love that opportunity and pressure at the University of Central Arkansas. You know, one thing that people don't see, and this is the promotion of the coaching part that I was talking about, is the pressure is every day. Think about that. The pressure of being a coach is every single day. You see what happens on Saturday. You see the touchdowns. You see the interceptions. You see the wins. You see the losses. You see what you would have done better. But let me tell you what every day entails. It entails being a counselor. It entails being a tutor. It entails being a father figure or a dad to some of these young men. It entails being a disciplinarian. It entails being having a shoulder to cry on for somebody I mean I've had two or three different athletes this year that have lost a loved one and two of them have had to miss a game because of a funeral you don't see that you don't see the day-to-day -day pressure of it and our job in my opinion and what I tell our coaches on a daily basis is 
Our job is to show our players what it looks like. Simple as that. Show our young men what it's supposed to look like. Does that mean that it, we're easy on them? No, that means we're extremely hard on them. Does that mean there's tough times? Absolutely, there's super tough times. Does that mean that there's great times? Absolutely, you see the great times. That's what that's what is in the in the news. That's what's in the when when you know, on social media when things are going well. But the day-to-day -day basis is the true pressure of being a coach. And many of you in leadership positions doesn't have to just be coaching. Feels that way every single day. When people rely upon you, there's going to be pressure. And so that's that that is the part that coaching becomes a calling. Coaching becomes a calling. It's not something that you just say I want to do because if you say you want to do it, you're not going to be in the profession very long. Because it's, it's going to, there's going to be plenty of sticks and stones that are thrown your way that are going to knock you down. Do you have the wherewithal and the fortitude to get back up and keep fighting every single day? You know, one thing, one thing that we have lost in college athletics, um, that we have lost in life in general, um, is the innocence, the innocence of sports. Um, you know, I, th I think about this story, and, and this is a this is a uh, this is a story. I used to work in the summers for uh, my grandpa, and he used to tell this story. And this, I was thinking of a story about innocence, and this this, this could this there's this could be the best story of a childlike innocence about Luke's age. You know, my my my, my grandpa Joe Jack um, was was in South Mississippi, lived lived in Wiggins, Mississippi, um, and he was looking out looking out his window. Uh, and, and they lived on a farm, and he saw a varmint walking around, black and white varmint. So you kind of know where this is going, right? Black and white varmint, not Pepe Le Pew, right? Le Pe yeah. So he he looks at his his dad, and he says, "What is that?" Didn't know what it was. Didn't know exactly what it did. And he said, "Why don't you go out there and knock that thing in the head and see what happens?" And of course, being the childlike innocence like Luke would be as a nine-year-old, um, he goes out there and he knocks that thing, thing in the head and he figures out real quick what a skunk is. <laughs> he said he smelled like a skunk for weeks because of that. But you look at that and the childlike innocence has been taken away from 18 to 22-year-olds. You know, the days of Rex, I would assume that you would run through a wall for Washtenaw Baptist, right? David, I know you'd run through a wall for the University of Arkansas. Just like myself, I bleed purple. I would run through a wall for UCA. Well, things have changed. Things have changed. They're not the same. You know, you look at these young student athletes, they've got the ability to bounce when they want to bounce. They've got the ability to make money, which is awesome. I'm a, a, a big, big advocate and a promoter of the NIL. Um, but it's taken away the pride. It's taken away the, the, uh, the want to and will to do whatever it takes for my team um, because what's the flavor going to be tomorrow? Well, I think what we've done at the University of Central Arkansas, we, we have developed a culture that still has pride. I believe that we've developed a culture that still wants to run through, run through a wall for each other. And I go back to, I think we've got an image. Do we have that image? Uh, Let's go to this image. So this image right here tells me a lot. And I've talked about this game a lot and, and, and slowly put it up there. You know, we're, we're, we're in a situation right here where the UCA Bears could have quit, could have pointed fingers, easily could have, uh, could, could, could have uh, threw the towel in. I mean, we're talking another touchdown by the Red And this is put on by the UCA football Twitter page, so it's even worse. Another touchdown by the Red Hawks pushes their lead to 30 to 6 in the final minute of the third quarter. I don't blame you if you left. I said in the post-game conference I'd have probably left too. 
Let's see that next image. 99.7% chance at that moment that the southeastern Missouri Redhawks were going to beat the Bears. So if you, you want to talk about a team that isn't willing to run through a wall, that isn't willing to say, hey, how, jump how high, how, you know, run that 40, how fast do you want it, coach, then this isn't happening. You know, I, I think there's one more image that we have, possibly. There is the final. The Bears miraculously come back to beat SEMO 38-33. to UCA scores 32 points, six touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's what it's that's, – that, that's – that's a great illustration of what that's a great illustration of what you want your team to believe. Um, in the moment, things weren't going our way. We, did we play good football to that point? No, we wouldn't be in that situation if we did. But that's why there's 60 minutes, right? That's why that's why you never stop believing in a young man, even if they do stub their toe, even if they even if even if a a a, a, a team doesn't look like you think they're supposed to look like. What I believe is we've developed a culture and a team that is against the norm. You know, we have a, a group of young men that are back that a good number of them could have left last year, whether for better, greener pastures, bigger opportunities, but they came back and now we're on the brink of doing something special this year. There's a pretty good football team playing down the road 30 miles from here in Conway, Arkansas. Um, there's a pretty good football program since the year 2000 that has won more football games than any other team in this state right down the road in Conway, Arkansas. Um, and I believe it's not because of Coach Brown. It's not because of, of who we are and our team right now. I believe it's years and years and years of culture and history that has built a base and a backbone to this program that makes it so special. You know, that, the, the last five years, I've going in year six, the things that have changed as a head coach um, is is immense you know when you talk about nil you talk about the transfer portal you talk about going through the COVID situation in 2020 and that that obviously lingered um it's not what it looked like a decade ago and so you adapt and you adjust that's how you have success you adapt and you adjust and that's the only way you can do that and so i, I I've, I've got a good friend that reminds me of this he's actually right up here sam glover with simmons bank uh, he sends me a text, and, and all he's got to send me a text of is Brian Hoyer. You are sitting here going, well, Brian Hoyer lost. He was a starting quarterback for the Raiders this week and lost. Well, let me fill you in on this. Brian Hoyer is 37 years old. Brian Hoyer was in the 2009 NFL draft with, with, with me. So let me fill you in on how this draft works. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm, I, I get this range of where I think I could go. You're right. I'm, you know, I've got an agent and all this sounds good. And, and, and things didn't go my way. Well, about the fifth, sixth round, you start getting calls from teams that say, hey, I know if you get drafted, obviously you're going to go to that franchise. But if you don't, you know, we would love to sign you as a priority free agent. Well, I had a couple calls um, that, that kind of uh, obviously piqued my interest. Um, and, and talked with it through with, with, with the, the representation I had. Um, and one of those calls was the New England Patriots. And if you know me, and I know um, many of you that have been around me a lot know that I'm a TB12 guy. I'm a Tom Brady guy. That, I mean, uh, it's been a sad year this year. The quarterback play in the NFL is terrible without Tom Brady in there. Um, so the Patriots called, and I, I would have an opportunity possibly to go sit in a quarterback room with, you know, 
someone that I believe is the greatest of all time, my favorite quarterback growing up watching, and uh, have a chance to go play for the, maybe the greatest coach of all time. Um, but but it didn't work out that way. We decided to go with my representative to, to Jacksonville. Thought the situation was better. Um, thought I'd have a better opportunity to maybe get a third team spot, you know, fight for a backup. Um, long story short, it didn't work out. It's okay. Um, but in hindsight, you look back, and Brian Hoyer was their next call. Brian Hoyer is 37 years old. He is still playing in the NFL, and he has signed $60 million worth of contracts. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm Brian Hoyer, but Brian Hoyer wouldn't have got his start without Nathan Brown, <laughs> at least with the New England Patriots. And so my good friend Sam knows that story. We have known him for a long time, and every time – something comes up on Twitter or social media, Brian Hoyer signs a $10 million, $10 million two-year contract. It's like, that's a shame. But I say all that in saying, I sure am glad it worked out the way it did. Because I am where I am. I'm happy to be where I am. I am where my feet are. And I love the pressure. I love it. And, uh, and, and I've said this many, many times, and I truly believe this, and you guys that truly know me, um, those 218 games uh, that I've been at UCA, I'm, I'm good with doubling that. I really am. Um, this, is a, this place is special. Uh, the state of Arkansas is special. Um, it's not just UCA. It's the community of Conway. It's the central Arkansas community as well um, that makes this place so attractive to young student athletes and students to come to the University of Central Arkansas. I'm so happy to be a small ambassador to this, to this university. I'm so happy to represent my family on every single day and also give or take about 1,800 student athletes to this point in my career that have since gone on and doing different things with their life, whether it's being a doctor, whether it's being a physical therapist, a coach, a teacher, a businessman, an insurance guy. I mean, that, that's what it's about. Um, the championships are there. The rings are nice. The wins, I just said, since 2000, no team has more wins in this state than the University of Central Arkansas football program. All that's great, but all that also fades. It's about the people. It's about what your why is, and it's about being where your feet are. And I, I can't be so, couldn't be more blessed than to be where I am. So I want to thank you all again. I want to thank everybody from UCA that came and supported today. I also want to thank all you people in red. You guys are awesome, too. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've, I, I know a guy that can get you all a purple pole. <laughs> I know a guy. And there's a, I think Arkansas is on a bye week this week. Arkansas State's a long way away. There's a big game at 4 o'clock on Saturday for the Bears to try, try to stay undefeated in the conference and continue a push at a, at, a, at a national playoff bid and continuing the winning tradition that we so have worked so hard to gain. Um, thank you guys today. Again, such a blessing to be here, David, Rex, and all we do here, uh, RJ, Chris. I mean, this, this is an amazing event. Love doing it every year. Um, thank you guys so two, much. Two quick questions before I let him go. Two quick, two, so you've been knocking on the door. I, I've, uh, Chris and Justin Acre have told me that this, this team has – could have what it takes to, to, to go to the championship. What, what is it? You've been in the game for, what, six years now? Yeah. What is it you think you got to have, and do you have it this year? Well, I think, one, you got to have veteran leadership, and we've got that. Um, I've got a group of, of men that, that uh, is, I don't want to say senior-laden, because that doesn't really mean a lot if you don't have playing experience. I've got a playing experience football team um, led by student-athletes. 
Coaches can only do so much. People ask me all the time, well, coach, what adjustments did you make in that SEMO win? You know, what'd you change? What'd you do? I said, it's about the players. Those are the guys that do it. I mean, I got them. I point them in the right direction, but it's about your student athletes. I believe we've got an unbelievable group of young men. I think we've got maybe some of the best individual talent as well uh, that we have. I would say that we've got three or four guys on our roster right now, whether they're a senior to a junior, uh, that will have an NFL opportunity. Um, and that's whether that's being drafted in the mid-rounds to late rounds or getting a priority free agent opportunity. Um, and that, that's what it's about. That and, I think that, we, that, that and I think that we have got on a roll. That matters. Football is a momentum sport, whether people believe it. You think of momentum and runs in basketball. You think of football is the same way. We've, we've won four straight now. Um, we've got an opportunity to play two of our last four at home, um, and we're, in, we're, we're sitting in a good spot. This team has the pedigree and makeup to go make a run at this. Last one. I, don't, I heard this. I don't know how you have time to do this. So you apparently coached Luke's Little League football team, and you guys <laughs> apparently won the Super Bowl. Or, so how do you have time to do that, number one? And number two, uh, is that correct? You guys did win it all. Yeah, so we, we actually won two of the last three years. We got we actually got beaten flag football this year. Luke, Luke didn't come come through for me, uh, but he was coming off an injury. He was coming off an injury. But I will say this: we have since transitioned to little league tackle football. It's a uh, with the Rotary Club there in Conway. Unbelievable uh, organize, organized group uh, that runs that. Um, we're sitting undefeated right now, going into the playoffs. Right? I'm just a dad at that though. I, I, I'm one of those uh, armchair quarterbacks that has opinions in the back. I try to keep them to myself, but but I, I I tell him what I would have done on the ride home, right? Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. I mean, and 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 that's one one advantage to to uh, uh, how how do I say this without it sounding bad? One advantage to being the boss is I can control some time. I get a chance to be around my family and obviously watch Riley play soccer and Luke do football and baseball and all the things we do. And um, it, this is precious precious years for them. I don't want to miss it. Nathan Brown, everybody. Great job, Nathan. Good luck for the rest of the season.